a very special Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I'm joined by Toby Anderson. Hello. Hey, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast. That's all right. What the uh, listeners don't know yet is um, I might be the only one. Yeah, it's just, it's just Toby. <laughs> it's just me and Toby tonight, which is fine, which is good. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while yeah. since it was just the two of us. I don't know if that's ever happened, actually. I think you've done one with Sean, haven't you? Just you and, you and Sean. Uh, yeah, maybe just one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. But still, doesn't happen very often, just the two of us. Um, just a warning right now, you're going to have to get used to my voice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. Well, I'll try to share my own opinions as well. Uh, we Good. are both here to discuss the Gamescom opening night live event, which has just finished from Mr. Jeff Keeley and... What a good job he did. Hmm. <laughs> it was all going really, really. I actually was kind of like, if you're a long time listener of the podcast, you'll know me and Jeff Keeley aren't the best of friends. But I thought, you know what? He did a good job here. There's no no long, dithering fucking monologues, just simple trailer, 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 good times. And then he went, Oh, by the way, you'll find me in a Disney Plus series in October. Oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, there you ruined it, you silly <laughs> you bastard. You ruined it! <laughs> I was going to be so nice about, about you! Yeah, just about manageable up to that point. <laughs> oh, you tried, didn't you? You had to get that in at the end, yeah. Prick. Anyway, uh, first things first, we're going to go through uh, each announcement and our excitement levels for each one. But first, can we talk about the awards that we were given out? What can we say? I mean... What was the point of that? I mean, so correct me if I'm wrong, but there is an award, you know, they, they give out awards at the Game Awards, right? And this is like yeah. Gamescom trying to do a bit of a Game Awards thing for games that haven't come out yet. I mean, there are a lot of game shows where they give out awards for just like the best looking things that haven't come out. So I suppose it is, it's not without precedent, but it certainly felt weird. Yeah, it was just... Uh, right for each console, Switch, PC, Xbox, PlayStation, they, they all got a best game award for games that no one has barely seen. Yeah, uh, surely not played very much. Exactly, and they all got awards and they all got speeches. <laughs> <Just> like, what? <laughs> thank you so much for. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to thank my my mom and my dad. <laughs> like well, your El- game isn't even out yet, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Elden Ring won best PlayStation game, and it was like, and the one that got nominated the most. Elden Ring is like, what for though? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't get why it was awarded maybe we, anything. Ma- but... Maybe we missed a um, like a you know public vote or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It was uh, yeah, very strange. But anyway, let's uh, let's crack on. Uh, overall, what what was your thoughts on the show? Um, yeah, I I I think I enjoyed most of it. Um, it. It had a good vibe going to begin with, for sure. Um, that there was a there was a whole period of maybe you know a good 45 minutes where I was like yeah hype 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 that's cool that's cool that's cool um, and then we so we slowly started getting to smaller games and then they hit me with things like and this character is appearing in this shit and I'm like yeah I don't care <laughs> you're gonna you start to lose me and then so it's about halfway through that all started off and then um it started going into a few mobile games and and things we'd seen a lot of already. He lost he lost his um, you know his what's this his speed you know his his momentum yeah um when he started going through things that we'd seen before mm-hmm. um and then and then yeah the last half an hour just just washed over me in a sort of 
big load of meh um, by the by the end. So so yeah, I think it started real strong, um, and I was I was pleasantly surprised for a while, and then I, I slowly started to lose lose interest. Yeah, I'm about the same. I think around about I've got my list here. So yeah, around about it was halfway. Two hours long. It was the last hour was was a slog. Um, we got a couple of cool things in the last hour, but yeah, it was a uh, overall it was a a long slog. But yeah, the first hour was just yeah it was just hype one after the other. It was terrific. Mm. Mm. Um, so yeah, let's go from the top. So first up, we got a look at a brand new Saints Row, which is coming out February twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. This doesn't. I mean, it was very clear it was Saints Row from the beginning, I think, but it doesn't look like any Saints Row that I can remember. It's got a very uh, fresh look, I guess. They go into like, back to the drawing board with the series. It looks like. Yeah, I, I, I think that's exactly it. It it looked very obviously like you know a little bit crazy, a little bit nuts, lots of sort of you know hip hoppy vibes and and gang sort of vibes, and you're like, yeah, this is probably going to be Saints Row. But then at the same time, like you say, it's got a very different feel at the same time. It had a bit of a um, sort of like a watchdogs vibe, like a sort mm. of a, a need for speed vibe to it. You know, like the, the sort of fun need for speed open world versions there's been. Um, so I was liking it. I actually liked it a lot more than I was expecting. When they when they were all saying, oh, there'll be Saints Row in there. Saints Row, I was just like, oh, that's the write-off. That would be a write-off for 10 minutes there then. Yeah. Um, because I had no interest in Saints Row 2 or Saints Row the 3rd. They're just, they're kind of just too madcap and too stupid for me to get, to have any interest in it, right? And this one yeah. took that made it a little bit more manageable like on the what like i say the watchdogs need for speed vibe that's still mad watchdogs is still mad especially the third one but it's not so mad you can't get into it it's still got a narrative mm-hmm. and that that's what this seemed to have it seemed had to have like a narrative to it they seem to be trying to you know win back you know land a bit like you did in san andreas with the ganglands you know um and, and become you know, become top dog in in so and so area. It's not exactly complicated, but it was something. Um, and yeah, I just I had good good feelings about it. I I thought that's a good vibe for the whole thing. I thought I quite liked the characters that they introduced. They seemed diverse. They seemed interesting. Um, there was a a fun feel to that whole cinematic. I mean, it's a bit annoying sometimes when you get cinematic and you just think, oh that's all I'm going to get. And then they threw in at the end when I just thought we were going to go and have some talk. They said, oh, and we've got some gameplay as well. I was like, oh, well, that, that, you know, fair play. Mm. <laughs> that's exactly I... what we want from a reveal. We want the cinematic and then some gameplay. We don't want one or and not the other, pretty much. Yeah, it did. I mean, it was 15 seconds, wasn't it? At yeah. least. At least gameplay. it was something. <laughs> and it looked, it looked just causey. Is that fair to say? Do you yeah, yeah. I get that vibe as well. Mm. It's got that Just Cause Far Cry Watch Dogs vibe, which is a combination that I'm okay with. And I think yep. so. I think it's the, the more it veered away from Saints Row towards those other things that I enjoy more, uh, the more I was in. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Toby's going to play Saints Row in February, ladies and gentlemen. That's weird, isn't it? That isn't is it? a weird thing. <laughs> it's actually a contender for a GTA rival in my book now. Whereas before mm. it was just like, this is the shit GTA that you play if you just want to fuck about. Yeah, I mean, Saints Row, the third and the fourth, are GTA if everything they threw at the wall stuck. Yeah. You know, every idea you can imagine is in a Saints Row game. Yeah. And they're they're absolutely mental. Um, they're, they're fun for a couple hours, but they really get very repetitive, um, particularly Agents of Mayhem, which um, 
has probably caused this reboot to happen because they realized that <laughs> it got a little bit stagnant. Got a little I bit think stale. that's exactly it. I think that's exactly it. And they've taken it straight back. And yeah, it looks very interesting. So we should be keeping an eye on that one. A bit of a surprise. Indeed. Uh, next up, we got Marvel Midnight Suns from 2K. Now, this is a game you've been looking forward to. Yeah. So this is the Fire Axis or Fear Axis, however they want to pronounce that, because I think Jeff said it something differently than how I would say it. Um, but yeah, Fire Axis game, um, they, they're the makers of XCOM, XCOM 2, etc. Um, cool tactics games with a bit more real-time feel to them. The this is one that we were we were told we were going to get, weren't we, as part of um, Summer Game Fest, really, or, or around the time of Summer Game Fest, and we've had yes. to wait sort of another three months. But yeah, I mean, that cinematic for a cinematic with no gameplay was pretty damn cool. Um, I, I was getting like tingles, you know, like when, wow. when Wolverine came out and and then um, Blade, and I was like, come on, this is looking awesome, really awesome. Was it Blade? I can't yes, remember it was who it was. Blade, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. Blade. Yeah, I was like, shit me, is that there? Is that Marvel? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's fine. Um, there was some really cool music. Uh, and then he described it as a tactics RPG. I'm like, okay, so you get in the tactics game that with it's gonna be it's gonna play like XCOM pretty much, but maybe mm-hmm. with more RPG elements. You like actually build your your team maybe more like the Gears Tactics one that that took some of those XCOM bits and, and went a bit further with some of it. Um, and yeah, did, did they say um, gameplay debut in six days' time? Yeah, September the 1st. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I don't mind that either. I'm like, okay, but I only have to wait six days. Yeah. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, yep, yeah, gameplay's coming 1st of September. Tactical RPG from 2K with the Marvel characters. And looks, yeah, I wasn't expecting the uh, the kind of historical, magical theme that was... yeah. It's not yeah, very it Marvel. Very Doctor, it went very Doctor Strange, like yeah. the, like his area of Marvel, didn't it? Yeah, very smart to drop a Doctor Strange trailer this week, I think. Oh, yes. Very clever. Um, and then we had a look at uh, Call of Duty uh, Vanguard, which is due on November 5th. A focus on Laura Bailey's character. Uh, Promise, oh, yes. Promona? Promoter? Uh, Paulina. Paulina, that's right. I apologize, Laura Bailey. I love you. Please don't be mad at me. <laughs> um, yeah, this is another thing you're getting hyped for, isn't it? Call this is what I mean. The beginning of this, the beginning of this show it's was just good. Hype. Your hype from start <laughs> to finish. So yeah, um, the the thing I find with Call of Duty is that the the more modern ones, they're a lot of fun, but I think they grow stale very quickly. Whereas the ones that I find have a bit more longevity and stick in my memory are the ones that are based in more real time, you know, real world conflicts. So such as World War Two, such as Cold War, right? The um, the one, the World War Two one that Sledgehammer did before, and now they're going into Vanguard. That was a absolutely brilliant um, Call of Duty, really, really fun. And this one, just some of the stuff we were shown in that gameplay trailer. I mean, that went on and on, but it was really cool. So I didn't mind that it went on and on. Um, what's she, so she's a Eastern Front Soviet sniper um, who had a crazy ass mission in that the, the, they showed where she, you know, sort of everything gets bombed to shit and she you know runs through it all and then another mission that technically happened later but they showed it first where she was sort of hunting down um people in stalingrad um and taking out the nazis in stalingrad and i was just like the some of the weapons they showed were fantastic there was some um there was a moss in nagan i don't know no one else will care but i, I think the moss in nagan is pretty much the best gun from that era um because it's just so satisfying to shoot and it makes the best sort of ping noise when the um 
when the bullets come out the top of it and i'm like gun nerd gun nerd alert yeah. um but i'm like i like that gun um <laughs> and they had one of those in there she, she just she brought one of them out and i was just like is that a fucking massinaga <laughs> like, <sweet. laughs> i did it out loud in my kitchen like yes it is <laughs> um and then uh, they had this Russian shotgun as well. I don't know what the name of it is, but it was like loaded into a sort of Tommy gun, like twisting ammo tin. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this is going to be cool with all these Russian guns in it um, that we don't really know that well. We don't get all that many Russian levels, do you? Um, so, yeah, I'm really into that. Um, what did you think? Laura Bailey? Yeah, it's cool. Laura Bailey didn't get a lot of her performance in the nope. gameplay. She didn't say much during the trailer, yeah. did she? A lot of... <gasps> and... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm not quite sure why she was there. I thought it was going to like, delve more into her character a bit more. But, yeah, um, she's, she's there based to hide on it. A, She's based. Is, is it true that they're based on real real people? So I think at least a couple of those four characters on the front cover are based mm. on true life stories, but they won't be the same, you know, exact character and you know, same names and things. But yeah, sure. that, that she is a a real figure. There was a you know fantastic sniper in the Soviet army that she is based on. Very cool. That's very that cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really clever. I think yes. I like quite quite like the diversity of it. There's, um, you know, the battlefield ones that I've been talking about on a couple of pods recently that have really nailed that diversity. And Call of, Call of Duty hasn't done it that much yet. Um, mm. And this looks like their real pro- proper attempt to do it. The, in the um, in the chat, it was all uh, woke duty or whatever, woke of duty. No, um, and I was like, fuck off, man! Like, how how can it be that? you know, a, a black character and a female character threatens you that much. Like, fuck off. It's so good <laughs> to see those other stories and to play as a female character or to play as, you know, like French uh, French, French Colombians or wherever it was I was playing as the other day in the in um, Battlefield. It's great. I don't get it. Mm. I don't get why it's a threat. <laughs> it's not a threat, people. Come on. If, it, if it's not white, it's politics. Oh, it's that's, just crazy. That's the world we live in. <laughs> to even to even think to yourself, oh, this is woke. It means you you are fucking not. <laughs> yeah. just, Jesus. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, a look at uh, Vanguard. No mention of Activision anywhere. No, that particular not a single answer. word. <laughs> no, no, nope, this Loves hasn't been published that. by Activision in any way. No, I don't know who made it. No, nope, it's made by Call of Duty. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, they yeah. said Sledgehammer. That was it. Yep. Yeah, Sledgehammer are cool, apparently. So that's fine. Uh, yeah, so November 8th, November 5th, sorry. Uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. I'm thinking uh, the next one is more down your street. Well, I did squeal a little bit <laughs> when we finally got a release date for Halo Infinite. Um, oh, yes. December the 8th, my friends. December the 8th. I did say we were going to get a release date. You did. God, nine days later, Spider-Man's out. It's going to be an awesome week. Oh, that's going, going to be, be a good an one. awesome yeah. week. <laughs> so yeah, Halo Infinite campaign and multiplayer out on December 8th. Still no no campaign content, though, Tobes. They didn't show no, anything. No, nothing to see, which is a little worrying. But December mm-hmm. the 8th is still far away. I mean, it's not the same as, you know, the October and such uh, release dates. That's still another month or two away. But Yeah, they did a whole beta on the multiplayer and then just spoke for five minutes about the multiplayer. Yeah. And so like, oh, God. And they but, even said, uh, here's a hint at, you know, here's some views of multiplayer, and it was a cinematic. And I was like, yeah. hey, that's not mm-hmm. good either. <laughs> God, come on, just give me Halo. It's all I want. So, yeah. But, yeah, very exciting. It's on Game Pass, so I'm going to be playing it no matter what. I quite and- liked the, um, there was one quick thing on that, which is just the, um, 
the cinematic showed again that you, you are being you are a Spartan, isn't it? It's, you're not necessarily yes. Master Chief in in the multiplayer, which is which is fine. That makes sense, and they've done it before. But this one just had a sort of good feel, like it had contextualized um, Halo a little bit more. You mm. often I often find that Halo is a bit disembodied, like it's within its own universe. It's you versus aliens, right? And it doesn't really tell you where the rest of that war is going, who else is affected, you know, the politics of it, any of that stuff. So I find that this one, it kind of it grounded it a bit. Like it said, oh, there's other people. There are other people getting affected by those aliens. Yeah. They want to join the Spartans. You know, I was like, oh, there's a, there's a bit of another universe there. That's, that's more interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's very exciting. Um, I missed out on the, uh, the beta. I uh, didn't get a code. Oh. I was very sad. But hopefully there'll be one more before. Are you going to get the exclusive console and controller? Well, yeah, I was just about to go into that. So they announced the uh, Halo Infinite Elite Controller 2, which is just a green 200-pound controller. So no, I'll not be getting that. <laughs> oh, did no. you not love it? I didn't love it, no. Oh, okay. No. I've got I've okay. got no no need for I Elite controllers. For, for a Halo controller, it looked pretty smart. But yeah. yes, I don't need an Elite controller either. Yeah, it doesn't beat the Halo 4 Xbox 360, which was like chef's kiss, see-through, I've got beautiful. A... What have I got? I've got a, I've got a Halo controller for my 360. Um, I don't know if it's a special edition at all. It's like a silver one with lots of like tattoo-looking printing on it. Ah, um, uh, yes, I remember the one. Silvery coloured. Mm. Yeah. So mm. I've had one in the past, but not as cool as the one we just saw. I mean, it is cool, That's, but yeah, 200 quid, cool. fuck off. As for the Series X, I mean, I've never been a big fan of limited edition consoles, and nothing's really changed with this one. <laughs> Um, it comes with Halo Infinite, so it's got a four hundred and eighty pound price tag. So yeah, you can't download it for a month. No, I know that's really weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. That is an odd release date. Yeah, maybe there's a beta on that day. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, who knows? Very strange. But yeah, lots of Halo stuff coming. Obviously, the twentieth anniversary of Halo. All good stuff. Um, and then we got a we they switch gears uh, big time after all, all yeah. the AAA stuff with yep. a game from Massive Monsters called Cult of the Lamb, which will be published by Devolver Digital. This looked like a uh, an adorable little game. <laughs> this looked dope. This is crazy. It's like, it's like a roguelite, keep your clan alive sort of survival game, but but like sort of twin stick at the same time. It looked crazy. Um, I quite liked the art style. It had lots and lots of little crazy animals, didn't it? Lots of little um, sheep and, and other, you know, sort of basic farmyard animals, but like, you know, humanoid tiny little chibi things yeah. um but they were all being horrible to each other and killing each other and, and crying and being very binding of isaac looking yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, a bit mad nice. i liked it i liked it i, I mean I'd, I'd give it a go on on game pass for sure but i don't know if i'd buy it yet i don't think i've seen enough to say yes for sure okay yeah it was mostly um cinematic wasn't it so it was yeah um, didn't see a lot of gameplay there but yeah i've caught that i'm devolver very rarely put out duff stuff. So it's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, then we got a look at a game called Midnight Fight Express, which Jeff Keighley was very keen to stress. It was be made by a single developer, mm. and it's uh, coming to consoles. Did you catch the developer's name? Because I didn't. Makes me suspicious. Does it? Tell me. That why it, it wasn't make suspicious. That it wasn't a single developer. <laughs> it, I don't know why. That's where my mind goes. Like, oh, okay, one man, one man army. But why are you saying it's so much? Like. Makes me think maybe two people were involved. I don't know. <laughs> it's just me. Mm. Um, did I catch the name? No, I didn't. No, me neither. Sorry. Oh. Sorry, developer man, but you're sure good. Cool. Looks like fun. Uh, yeah. 
like a top-down Miami vibe, Hotline Miami sort of thing. Yeah, but um, but a lot more sort of you know good graphics than Hotline yeah. Miami. Although that's yeah, yeah. great graphics, they're just a particular style. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I the one thing I noticed on that was that it said world premiere. It was on yesterday's Xbox thing. <laughs> oh, Keely, come on, man, <laughs> come on! It was Keep yesterday. <laughs> that's not it a is. world premiere. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, yeah. Looks uh, looks uh, pretty tight. You can see the trailer up now on our Twitter. So go and have a look if you want to. Um, and then we had Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. Oh my! I thought you just Lord. stopped being able to speak then because you went. And then we got like you'd been cut off. All right. No. <laughs> oh, oh, that's the best compliment for my album that I could ever. Receive. It sounds like someone being rewound. <laughs> Uh, I've got a uh, got a EP out in a week. If you want to check out those kind of stylings, good lord. Uh, yes, okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja. There you go. That's better. Oh, there we go. The April O'Neil. April O'Neil is playable in the side-scrolling turtles game. Tobes, I'm so excited for this. I cannot wait. Shredder's Revenge. Awesome. Yeah. Yes, I'm down for that. Um, if it's even half as good as the Streets of Streets of Rage Four uh, mm. that they that they made, it will be dope. Absolutely yeah. dope, and the music was killer as well. Absolutely fantastic bit of, you know, chip tune madness from that sounded totally eighties and nineties. Yeah, fantastic. We're all very hyped for it here, especially yeah. our Paul Collett, who loves his side scrolling shooters. Oh, uh, beat yes. him up, I say. Uh, yeah, he's very excited. Um, and then we had a look at Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, which is getting uh, Morgana from Persona as a playable character. And that's, I mean, that's about just, it. That's, that's what you need, isn't it? Yeah. This is the this is the point where the show started to lose me. <laughs> right here, it was Super Monkey Ball and the Persona music starting, and I was like, "Ah, we're at, we're at the point where the characters are getting shoved into other games." Okay, mm-hmm. I like uh, Morgana, but I don't need Super Monkey Ball. So, okay, well, I don't know who Morgana is, but I like Super Monkey Ball. So between yeah. us, this but is a you great didn't put 120 hours into Persona Five last year. No, I did year. not. You're absolutely right. God, I remember that. What a what a mission that was for you. It was. Um, and then we got Splitgate. Now, I don't know about you. I did not know this was out on consoles. Uh, no, I didn't know it was. And did they say it was dropping right now or a beta dropping right now? It's been out for ages. Oh, this is just well, something uh, new is dropping right now. The announcement, <laughs> the announcement today something. is uh, season zero begins today. Uh, Surely that it, means it's not been out yet. <laughs> season with zero. The battle no, it's yeah. out now. It's been out forever, and it's just been in early access. All this time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm downloading it right now. I want to check it out. Okay. What's uh, yeah. the concept? Do we know? Uh, it's a battle royale with portals. Ah. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Or like a multiplayer map game with uh with portals. Portals. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll play it and give you a more detailed I'm sure it's analysis. Worth a play for a few hours. Yeah. Exactly. It, it looked it looked good. Um, I just couldn't tell what was going on. That, that's why I'm asking exactly that. Because like, like you said, sure. there's portals, but I was just like, do you have portal powers? I don't know. I can't mm. look it uh, well, it's getting a new map called Carbon Station 3 and an infection mode, because every shooter needs some kind of infection mode in order to survive, yes. apparently. Um, and then we had the announcement that Ubisoft's Riders Republic beta is going to last down until August 28th, and it's open. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we thought it was going to finish tonight. So me and my friend Chris were getting pretty hardcore into it a little bit earlier, uh, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's now now it's, now it's open to everyone on. for a while, yeah. Very very cool. Um, I'm having a really good time with it at the moment. 
Um, now it's an open beta. I can probably talk about it. Have it's, you tried all of the crazy, you know, have you tried wingsuits? Have you tried? Oh, have I tried wingsuits? Because they're wingsuit. always my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, they have this thing called rocket gliding, which is like wingsuits with rockets. Oh, even better. And that's pretty much sold me on the whole thing. They had that in, to be honest. in Steep, didn't they? They had a rocket. I think they had something similar, yeah. I think they might have had a rocket wingsuit. Anyway, I'm sure it's cool because it was it's, fun in that one too. It's got this really annoying thing that a lot of sports and racing games do nowadays. I think Burnout Paradise may have started it where they have like an in-house TV show or radio show. And it's like, welcome to Raiders TV. We're going to set you up now with the greatest thing ever. And we're going to give you guys like, shut up. <laughs> and it's like, it's so annoying. Um, so I'm hoping that I can get through the game and turn that off because it's <laughs> infuriating. I hate it this so why much. I don't play these kind of games yeah. that much. <laughs> but the actual the actual races are a lot of fun and they're mad with like 30, 40 people. So it's uh, yeah, it's living up to my expectation, which is good. Some of those really precarious um mountain biking, you know, like on the pinnacle of a mountain, mm. um, or, or a ridge that was just like vertical the entire way along, and you're just like, shit, how do you even just ride on that at all? Looks cool. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. Hey, check it out. The beta is open though, if you fancy it. Um, and then we had a look at Century Age of Ashes. Um, I didn't take a lot from this myself other than dragons and shit. <laughs> was this the one where it said, you can ride a dragon? Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> all I took from it as well. The actual the actual graphics, I'm sorry to say, were pretty forgettable and mm-hmm. pretty meh. Um, but for a few seconds, I thought it might be um, Square Enix. I thought it was going to be the thing that we guessed, or I guessed was going to be Drakengard, like remakes of Drakengard. Uh, okay. And I was like, is it? And then I thought, it looks really shit if it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was something else. And I was like, ah, well, someone's got to the dragon riding thing first. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then I so thought yeah. it was going to be Panzer Dragoon, and then it wasn't that either. Oh, that would have been nice. Never mind. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just Century Age of Ashes. So go play it if you like dragons and shit. Um, and then finally, a year later, we had a look at Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, um, which still doesn't have a release date. <laughs> um, Spring 22 is our closest release date. Uh, but yeah, looks looks great. Looks exactly Are you a great. major Lego fan? Big time. Yeah, I love them. I think they're really, really good fun. I know um, Sean plays like every single one. He does. He's platinumed every single one. Yeah. When I say every single like one, nine I mean in one. every single one. Yeah, and this is going to be massive. I mean, it's no surprise it's been delayed so many times. But yeah, it got to a point where we thought, did I dream that game? I'm sure it's not happening because it was announced in what, 2020, 2019, I want to say maybe? Is, is part time. of it a collection of previously released games? No, it's completely brand new. Okay, because I was going to say they've done lots of Star Wars before. Yes. Um, they're just remaking all of it. Okay, cool. Yeah, they did a Lego oh, Force cool. Awakens game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be refreshed and kind of like crunched down to a set of levels, like Force Awakens levels, and then the Last Jedi levels and the Rise of Skywalker, etc. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be great. It's just taking its sweet time. I think the thing that I love the most about Lego games is the humor. So it's sure. it's not necessarily the gameplay and such, although it's often quite fun. Um, it's the it's the humor of it. So um, was it Marvel superheroes, the the open world New York one? Yes. It's just hilarious and so much fun mm-hmm. all the way through. Loved it. So yeah. taking the piss out of Star Wars is even better. Yeah, this could be, I mean, they're aiming, you know, they normally put out two games a year and it's been the second year now without one. 
Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's been like no Lego. What the fuck? They're putting everything into this. So fingers crossed, it's going to kick ass. And then we had a look at a game called Synced Off Planet, which uh, didn't get a lot. Was only a CD trailer. Mm. But uh, yeah, they promised and- gameplay tomorrow. Great. Why don't you just put it in the show? <laughs> because they've got to get you to watch day two of Gamescom. I don't want to watch day two of Gamescom. That's why I'm here. <laughs> it's going to be hours and hours and hours long before you get to synced, synced off planet. <laughs> uh, yeah. I um, can't talk about much of it because there wasn't a lot to talk about, really. Uh, what I saw was... looked like The Division with mm-hmm. like sort of crazy nanotechnology for armor. Effectively, yeah. Or they had nanobites that could turn into robots that could fight the enemy for you. Did you ever play yeah. something called Binary Domain? I didn't, but I'm, I'm, I'm aware Xbox of it. Xbox 360. I didn't, but I'm aware of it. It was a fantastic three, third-person cover-based shooter um, that was very, very underrated. Um, but it remind, reminded me of that almost immediately. Yeah. I was like, if it plays like The Division, which is a cover-based shooter a lot of the time, um, then, you know, and you add the nano things, like they look like robots half the time, it was giving me those vibes. Cool. Uh, but yes, uh, next up was the Outlast Trials, which is uh, the latest in the Outlast game series. Scary stuff coming out in 2022. I'm not going to play this. Didn't pay any attention to it. I watched it, but these horror games like this are starting to meld into one for me. It looked very generic. It looked a bit like, you know, um, Five Nights at Freddy's and it looked like the last Outlast game. And it looked like a couple of other things I can't remember the names of. They're all starting to get, a very similar feel and a very similar color palette and stuff, you know? Mm, yeah. So I didn't feel like it had its own, you know, brand. It didn't have its own vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing too hype there for me. So, but then, then something called fucking Doke V appeared. Oh, and oh my God, <laughs> I want to play this. I'm so glad you like this. <laughs> okay. So this was like my highlight of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think me too, to be honest. It was, a, it was a beautiful game. So this is like a Korean developed game for like an open world. Uh, you can do anything, but you're 10 years old. Wow. And it looked so cool. Like it was absolutely vibing at the moment with me because it was full of K-pop the whole way through. (laughs) (laughs) And then at the same time, it was like Ratchet and Clank in there, GTA for kids. I was getting Jet Set Radio vibes. Mm. I was getting Sonic vibes. I was getting like, this is like Mario Sunshine and Infamous. And if you combined all of those games and you were 10 years old and you had a fucking hoverboard, that's what this was. (laughs) 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 It was just great. Oh, it was like what Balan's Wonderworld could have been. Yes, exactly. You know That's what I, what mean? I thought of when I, when I watched oh, it. I was like, that, vi- that little sort of faces on the kids, and I was like, this looks a little bit like what Balan's Wonderworld wished it was. Mm. And, and it's beautiful as well. Yeah. It's, the visuals were fantastic. Absolutely stellar looking visuals. It looked amazing. Yep. I had no idea what was happening throughout it, but I was like, I'm really into this. It was, um, it's just fireworks going off all the fucking time. Like, it just so much smoke effects and firework effects from every single attack, every single vehicle, everything. Um, that, yeah, unless you are a little kid and, you're, and your eyes go a mile a minute, it, it's a bit much for, for us oldies. <laughs> <laughs> but man, oh, it, it makes me a bit, it's a bit weird. Like, do I want to now play like a fucking absolutely hours and hours as a 10 year old on this game? That, or, or is that weird? Or is it something that I just have to be like, no, oh, this is for kids? No, you want it. You know you do. Can I play it? 
Yeah, I'll get you done for a code. It'll be fine. Okay, cool. It does look really cool. It does look Do really KV. cool. KV. Do KV. Do KV, my God. Oh, should we let Greg play? He'll love it. Our mutual highlight <laughs> yeah. that we were not expecting <laughs> from this show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Our surprise of the show, definitely. Um, and then all the buzz got killed for Jurassic World Evolution 2. <laughs> Uh, I, wrote, I wrote i wrote this killed it <laughs> yeah yeah it did um i know sean's a big fan of the first one so yeah this one is exciting for those i couldn't get into it hey, um, if you like to build yeah. a, a you know a park with dinosaurs in it i'm sure it does all the stuff you need it to do but after doke v it was like a such a mellow like mm. like make dinosaurs boring how <laughs> but it managed it really did it really did out on november 9th um, and then we had a look at Far Cry 6, um, just a story trailer that's coming out in October. Nothing new there. Blah. Uh, but yeah, but yeah very still, cool. ex- still excited. Oh, yeah. I'll buy it day one, probably, but it's. Um, but I've seen enough now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's been every show, I think, that we've seen this year. Uh, then we had a look at Blood Hunt, which is the Vampire Battle Royale, coming out on September 7th in Early Access. It's, yeah, I guess that's it, really. It's a Vampire Is it under Royale. Vampire the Masquerade? Is it under that brand? I don't think so. I could be wrong. I wondered if it was under the Vampire Masquerade or Bloodlines, you know, that whole thing that's just called Vampire, but it keeps having different subtitles. I wondered if it was under that brand. Maybe not. I'll take it back. I'm sorry if it's wrong. Okay. It's based on White Wolf Publishing's tabletop role-playing game Vampire the Masquerade. Okay. And it's part of the larger world I was right. of Darkness Wars. <laughs> you were right. You were right. Absolutely it looked, right. Yeah, it looks all right. I mean, I like a I like a vampire game, but I just I, I'm I'm waiting for one that's that really nails, you know, what I want it to be. And they they haven't done for a while. Okay. This one might one of those one of those other vampire the masquerade things that have got delayed dramatically might eventually be good, but mm. who knows? I don't know if a Royale is gonna be the one for you. I don't think the Royale's going to do it, no. No. No, but yeah, if you're into it, early access, September 7th, not far away now. Uh, then we got a look at Bandai Namco's new theme park game, Park Beyond, which looked exactly like Planet Coaster. Mm. So it's like, okay, cool. Planet Coaster <laughs> with more moving bits and wiggly things. and yeah. yeah, it was only a CD trailer, so very little to get excited about. But... I, I got a weird vibe off at the beginning of that. Like, was it like some kind of mad inventor and someone else that going you're nuts this is a really old school theme park you've got here and i'm like where are we going with this and then out of absolutely nowhere some kid comes in on a jetpack and starts spouting words that don't even exist like impossification let's let's impossification it and i was like what what's going on <laughs> and then it just launched into a cgi trailer of all of all these like rides <laughs> like yeah. what are you doing bandai <laughs> what, what is this yeah, um, I've got Very a review odd. for uh, Planet Coaster on the website. I love Planet Coaster. I think it's fantastic. So I will get into this for sure. But yeah, mm. I hope it's good. Just a weird vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not much to talk about because there wasn't a lot to talk about, really. Uh, right. Then we have well, a stop saying at... the word vibe. Yeah, yeah. We're getting I'm bad vibes now. Vibes. Stop it now. Uh, one one game that did have good vibes um, is Jet the Far Shore, which looks like Haven but optimized and fun. Does it? I thought it did. Anyway. I think it looks like Haven, but drab, dull. All the colours have been taken out of the world, and everyone looks like a weird Lego man. Ah, oh. so 
I this think looks beautiful. The kidding? jets, the jets bit, the way you're driving the jets, very mm. cool. Yeah, I'm totally down with that bit. It's the weird little CGI bits and the people. They they're all they're all walking around like they made Lego. Mm. So the jet bit of Jet the Far Shore, you're a fan. Yeah, of. but the Far Shore bit where the people are probably not. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, that's Can I have half of... the game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's out October fifth on PS4 and PS5 and the Epic Game Store. So not far away now either. I do and... like the look of it though. Hopefully it'll be good. And then we had an announcement from Guerrilla Games. I wasn't expecting this. No, me neither. Because Sony normally shuns this stuff. Goodness me. They were like, you know what? Let's just shut everyone the fuck up. Stick it in the Gamescom show. Yeah, they don't have to do their own state of play on it. They don't have to kill one of their own state of plays with bad news. No, Horizon Forbidden West has a release date. But at the same time, Horizon Forbidden West has been delayed. Yes, it has been delayed. <laughs> Officially. <But laughs> on the 18th of February, 2022, we will be traveling to the Forbidden West with Aloy once again. So cool. oh, Very so exciting. Cool. Um, yep. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know we've been wondering where the release date was. Um, Kat, in particular, is <laughs> wondering where the release She's date was. She's been getting really mad about it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we found out today what the release date is, and she's not at home when it's out, which is very funny. And also very sad. I just want to put that out there. Make sure that she knows. I, I think uh, thinking of her. What we should do is we'll all get it and play it and like live tweet it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll live stream it straight to her phone. Yeah. We're like, look what you're missing. <laughs> She's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is a million times the worst thing you could do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited to do that. I don't think 18th of February is that bad. Um, as a as a delay goes, um, and I'm saying, you know, in a bad way, it's been delayed. And it has. It was meant to come out this year. But yeah, two years into next year, that's not a problem. I can wait that long. Yeah, we've still got, it's, you know, it's still six months-ish. Yeah, um, but this year's still packed with stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. Halo will keep you going until then. Yeah. You should get on into Returnal or Hades. That'll eat up the rest of your year. That's a good idea. I've played both, and I haven't picked them back up again. And, uh, yeah, I will. When you start oh, pouring fucking runs into them, they just eat up your hours. Mm. And uh, they also announced that Horizon Zero Dawn has a much-wanted 60 frames per second update on the PS5. Nice. So, yeah, I'm going to download Horizon right now. going to check it out. Can't wait. Been waiting for that. Um, and then Amazon's game, New World, appeared out again out of nowhere. And uh, yeah, looks very shiny. It's got uh, an open beta coming soon. What do you think of New World? Mm, it's not my type. Of, it's not my type of game. It's a sort of what open world. Sort of you live in that area. You do sort of war games and such while you explore. You know, sort of a magical, realist um, America. Mm. There's lots of weird magical stuff in it. Um, but at the same time, I felt those graphics and the designs looked just really generic, like really. I've seen it all before. Um, so I wasn't sort of enthused by it. It may be really fun to play. And I know they had a really successful, because the guy came on and talked about it afterwards for a second, the really successful, um, was it beta launch with a million downloads and a million or a million players and more than that downloads or something. Um, so that's not, that's not bad. And I hope it does well, but I don't think it's for me, but I don't, I don't mm. wish bad on all the PC games that are not for me. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, I'm sure, sure it'd be good for people. Yeah. It gave me kind of Godfall vibes. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I could be wrong on that one, but that's what that's what. Did you like the look of it? Otherwise, 
Or no, is that no. is that a bad thing? <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not into it at all. No, okay. I can, uh, it, it, it obviously got a fan base, so all parts yeah, exactly. of you. Exactly. Yeah. A million people, you know, that, that that's, I would say a million people can't be wrong, but they can. They could be in a cult. They might be wrong. But, yeah. you know, it, it could also be that they're enjoying the, what they're doing. That's great. <laughs> Indeed. That's, a, yeah, that's nice. I like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quite go where I planned. <laughs> One million people could be doing things that are good. It's not pedophilia. So it's fine. They could be in a cult. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Don't drink the Kool-Aid, people. And then we had a look at a iOS Android Tales game, Tales of Luminaria. Now, you are the Tales person, so are you going to pick up your phone and check this out? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'd heard this was um, on the cards, and I was like, oh, man, they've announced another Tales before even this one's come out. And then I really read it was on iOS, and I was like, um, it looks all right. It looks like one of the old DS ones, um, really, because, you know, there's iPhone sort of graphics it's going for, even though iPhones can do the most incredible graphics these days. Um, but yeah, I just unless I can plug in a controller, I will find it impossible to play. I can't play on touch screen like that um, for any length of time. Um, so no, I don't think it will be for me. I will I will pour many, many hours into Tales of Rise if I can, but not the iOS one. Yeah. Lumina- Luminaria, was it? Luminaria, yeah. Tales of Luminaria, which is a nice enough name. I'm sure, I hope mm-hmm. it does well, but I'd prefer they kept to the console ones. If you're looking for baby names, I mean, Luminaria is pretty awesome. Oh, that's great, isn't it? Yeah. How about that? You'd be the only Luminaria until she everyone else got would. that game, and then there were loads yeah. of... <laughs> She'd be Luminaria 2 in her own class, yeah. <laughs> and you could write a book for her, call it Tales of Luminaria. There you go. <laughs> and then get sued. <laughs> yep, and then get sued by Bandai. Um, and then we had a look, for some fucking reason, at Dead Mouse's persistent online tub world uh, in core called Ober Hassel. <laughs> I was going to say, how are you going to pronounce this? Ober Hassel. Uh, I think that's it. Ober Hassel 1. Yeah. And that's a thing that's happening. Yeah. So core. I mean, I hadn't even really heard of Core. It's like a dreams. It's like another version of sort of dreams and you can make your own content and people have made, you know, hundreds of thousands of games in there. And I've never even heard of it. No, me neither. Which is crazy because we, we profess to be like, you know, knowledgeable on games. We do. I have neither of us have any idea what this is. <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I'm sure it will be fun for Dead Mouse fans to have a little look around but um i i counted myself for dead mouse or dead mouth five as he said that's actually yes. the way you pronounce it um a dead mouth five uh fan for a while but i've long since stopped listening to it um uh, in favor of other stuff but he was great for a while yeah good old dead mouth five dead mouth five yeah which doesn't sound like... right doesn't sound sounds gross <laughs> um just to cut in for a second i feel like we've gone past two games um marvel future revolution on mobile Oh yeah, Lindsay Sterling. I was in the bathroom. Ah, I miss Marvel. Don't uh, me to talk about that one for a second. Go for it. So there was another mobile one, wasn't there? um, With Tales of Luminaria, and that was the other Marvel announcement: uh, Marvel Future Revolution on mobile, um, which is basically all the X Men, all the Avengers, loads of other random side characters from Marvel um, on a mobile game, and it, funnily enough looked a lot like the Avengers game on PlayStation uh, or, or on consoles rather 
and but looked actually at the same time slightly better um which is which is crazy how is a mobile game you know that it probably does you know technically have quite a lot less good graphics actually look good and actually look better and it it sort of played better i'd argue that the spider-man 2 game on the original xbox was better than avengers oh probably is yeah (laughs) there are there are definitely other marvel franchises that have been better than avengers i mean the 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 if we're being technically true about it, if you're if you're being facetious about a really crap game that's better than Avengers, because I can't remember how good Spider-Man Two was. Um, no, Spider-Man Two was very good. It was the one okay, where, you was could, very good. where you could go around and collect balloons for kids and order oh, okay. pizza and deliver pizza and stuff. But also be Spider-Man, and Tobey Maguire did the actual voice in the game. It was very fun. Oh, I must have missed this one. I think the one the, the first Spider-Man one I really got into, although I'd played others before, was that Shattered Memories one, which had all the different dimensions in. Ah, um, yes. I quite liked it. It had Noir Spider-Man, mm-hmm. um, which is the first time I'd ever seen him. I thought he was great. Hmm. And what okay, was so. of uh, what was of uh, Lindsay Sterling? Uh, so while you were in the bath, or whatever it was you said, um... <laughs> in the bathroom, I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't just stop to take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> I missed half an hour of the show having a bath. No, um, no. When you went to, and missed it for a second, yeah. What you missed was uh, Lindsay Sterling, the classic or and pop violinist, um, doing a what they described as a classic song from. Tales of Arise, and I think that's a strange you, way to describe a game that's not released yet. You can't have a classic song from something that's brand new. Is it um, not in the uh, the demo that you played? I don't think so. I don't know for sure. It might have been, but it's not classic. Come on, that's got it's got to be at least ten years old to be classic. <laughs> anything, um, I, maybe what they meant was classical, um, but yeah, a bit strange. Um, but her performance was fantastic. Absolutely, you know, she's an amazing violinist. Um, mm-hmm. I've got. I've I've got an album of hers back when she first started with like Shattered, um, uh, or Shatter Me I think it was called. Um, she was cosplaying as one of the characters from Tales of Arise as a That's little cool. tidbit tidbit of information there. Um, a character called Shion um, from the demo, the 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 main female character in the game. Um, and yeah, just the ability to dance and play violin. If she was doing it live, it was fucking impressive. Wow, that's pretty. Cool. It looked live. Hmm. But I, I can't be one hundred percent certain that she wasn't, you know, miming the violining. But she was, she was doing some pretty interesting choreography at the same time as violining. I was like, wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. Nice one, Lindsay Sterling. Brilliant stuff. And then you yeah. came back, didn't you? Well, I came back inside for Fall Guys. Was there anything else I missed? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, well, Fall Guys announced a Jungle Book crossover with a King Louis event uh, starting in September. Um, that's pretty cool. That's pretty big. That's a Disney crossover. Yeah. With uh, Fall Guys. Yeah. Come mad at that. I mean, a Disney crossover is cool. Maybe they'll carry on with more stuff. Um, mm. People know my views on carrying on with Fall Guys personally, but it doesn't mean, you know, the more skins they get for it, the more fun it is for the people who are actually playing it. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, yep. Obviously, Jungle Book characters suit the current uh, season yeah. that's on Fall Guys. So, yeah. For good sure. times. Good times. Nice work, Fall Guys. That's what the Epic Games money is all about, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Disney, Disney, Disney. Give me all the Disney. All that money from ripping off Among Us. Yep. <laughs> uh, right. We moved on to a replaced trailer. Um, we got a very small amount of brand new footage from Replaced, which is that side-scrolling. Yeah. I beautiful. Think... Um, what's the graphic, the visual name? I can't remember. Uh, Voxel? Voxel, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's Voxel. 
it's sort of pixel art and voxel at the same time because mm -hmm. voxel implies more 3d than that i suppose but yeah it kind of is um i think the trouble with this is that it, it looks beautiful absolutely beautiful but i think we only it, we'd only first been shown this thing about three months ago at an xbox show hadn't we yes. um and so they probably were absolutely scrambling for new footage because they just wanted to be on this one as well um and they ended up with you know barely 12 12 seconds worth of stuff so um yeah it looks cool there's a song to download or something like a, a cool sounding sort of you know screamo new uh, retro yeah. wave thing the song that, uh, void from the original trailer yeah that looks cool. Yeah. That's basically, sounds cool. What, basically what this video was for. <laughs> yeah, basically. go and download the song. Not go the download the song from the other trailer. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you go to playreplace.com forward slash void, you'll get links to it on Spotify and iTunes, etc. Uh, all right then, uh, Age of Empires 4 was next. You mean Age of Trebuchet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're a regular... The memes that have been going around oh, about trebuchets have been so much fun. We um we did say on the on the main podcast that we were going to do an Xbox podcast this week, and we watched the show like ten minutes in. We were like, <laughs> "Yeah, we're not doing a podcast with this." It was it was just awful. It wasn't awful. You should do, a, you just... should do a disclaimer at the beginning of this show, or, or a disclaimer on its own as a podcast. Just <laughs> we were going to do this, but we watched the show. It was so shit. We just decided not to bother. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> one of the highlights in inverted commas oh, yeah. of the Xbox oh, yeah. show. Was a history lesson about trebuchets, which has now become a meme. Which um, is a thing. This is so fun. <laughs> I I cannot fathom what went through their heads. I'm trying to fill an hour, <laughs> and they needed five more minutes, and they were like, "What have you got? Uh, we've got an entire documentary about how trebuchets work." Okay, we'll just throw See, that in there. <laughs> this. <laughs> it was so bizarre and so out of place but this is what happens you... when jeff Keeley steals all your best shit for his own show <laughs> yeah um i think what was what's really funny about it is that if you actually watch it it's incredibly interesting <laughs> it's really interesting really intricate stuff about how a trebuchet works and i found it incredibly interesting when i watched it back again afterwards and i was like yeah damn that's really good and i think that Age of Empires 4 will be all the better for all of this really incredible historical information, but just not the place when I want to know about games and watch trailers. I don't want to watch a documentary right now, thanks. No, absolutely not. Um, yeah, there was some various tidbits of info in the show, so we'll go through them on the main podcast uh, during the week. But yeah, not worth uh, an entire podcast, absolutely not. So yeah, Age of Empires 4 is still coming out on release date. That's what I got from that trailer. <laughs> yeah. So exciting times ahead. <laughs> Um, and then we had a look at Valheim, um, a new content called Hearth and Home coming on September the 16th. Um, I personally haven't played Valheim, but I know it's massive on, in the PC community. So, yeah, good times. It was a beautiful um, animated trailer. Yes, it was. Absolutely. Yeah. But it never showed any gameplay or any of the new stuff. So I just have no idea what it was meant to be telling me, really. Can you no. not have a house in Valheim at the moment? And Now maybe you can. I, I just don't know. What it was about? No, I think you build your own house in Valheim. So what? So what's the new stuff? I don't know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know, listeners. We just don't know. We have no idea. Um, I know we're on their uh, we're on their their press release list, so there might be something about it in my emails. I'll look. Hey, we'll get it. we'll get the information out along with this podcast, and we'll go. I'm really sorry. This is all, yeah, all the stuff. This is, this is all the cool stuff from Valheim. I'll add it in the edit afterwards. Um, and then we had a look at Aloy from that game Horizon Zero Dawn. You may know. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Pirates of the Bird of West also, which is coming out on February the 18th next year. Sweet. Uh, Aloy is coming to Genshin Impact. Now, you played Genshin Impact for all of a few hours. Is, is this enough to tempt you back in? Hell no. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I don't think I should launch into Genshin Impact right now, but um, it's uh, the very short answer is um, it's a game that wants to just microtransaction you out of all your money and uh, everything is a gacha which is you know like a random uh, loot box uh, which should be should be banned really and and in this game it's it's all allowed and everyone seems to rave about it because you know it's full of anime weibo shit it's not good it's a really bad game and it's full of mechanics that we should abolish um, mm. and I kind of hate it for that I did put in about five hours at the beginning just trying trying to find the good in it um but yeah, throwing Aloy in there, I'm actually just disappointed in Gorilla. <laughs> to be honest. Were you okay I mean, with Aloy in, in Fortnite or was that a was that a bone of contention also? That's that's on the verge, but that's okay. Just about. <laughs> okay. This is this is a game I actively t- disagree with its entire premise. Sure. Um whereas a Fortnite, at least I know people enjoy it for what it is. But yeah, Genshin is just it's just like the worst of all RPG tropes and the worst of all microtransaction tropes all yeah. at once. But it's massive, isn't it? It is massive, and I don't know why people. The same, the same toxic community exists within Genshin now as exists in you know a lot of these ones that I avoid. And I'm like, well, clearly the same people are attracted to these games, that, and that's why I avoid them. Yeah, they, there nice. must be something within them that is going. It's setting alarm bells off for me, and it's going to other people. This is great. This is a place I can be mean and horrible. <laughs> Yeah, well, if you want to play as Aloy in Genshin Impact, it's coming to PlayStation Early Access on September 1st. Hooray! And then we had a look at Sifu, uh, which is coming out on the 22nd of February, 2022, four days after Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, not a good time. Not a great time for everyone involved. <laughs> a little disappointing on that end, but... Um... I feel like they didn't know that the other one was going to get announced <laughs> in the same show. <laughs> uh, still, it's good, though. Yeah, it does. Um, I... I, I still like that the look of that game and i still hope it's a bit of a batman sort of you know like free free form dance like combat um in in small spaces that's what i'm kind of getting from a lot of the um a lot of the trailers um i think sean's pretty into it as well so um we'll uh we'll try and check that one out when it comes for sure yeah it looks awesome and almost inevitably jeff Keighley climaxed with Vegemo. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, you you missed out. I mean, I know we said at the beginning, but he's now in a Disney game as well. So he, he started that first. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ! Oh his his amazing visage is going to appear as a, what looked like a gargoyle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but some kind of gargoyle-looking thing in um in the Disney game that I can't remember the name of. It's a it's a TV series on Disney Plus. Oh, I see. It's not even a game. Yeah. Okay, so Jeff Keighley is now not even in games. He's in TV as well. Yeah. Terrible, terrible thing. Yeah, and then he ruined this entire event by finishing off with a good 10 minutes yeah. on Death Stranding's director's cut, which Oof. I know people are excited for. It's coming out September 24th. I know Gregory's going to be all over it, but uh, you haven't played it yet. Is that right? Uh, no, I, I was putting off Death Stranding, and I still am. I was waiting for a really cheap version of it or for it to come to PlayStation Plus. And um, yeah, I'm still waiting. I don't... <laughs> I don't think any of the stuff that they showed that's 
it, it, it relies so much on you having played it already to appreciate all those things that they're adding to it. Like yeah. I know from the walking simulator, like you can't even trip up, like you can't walk fast without tripping all these kind of things. And then they add in like racing, but it's like fragile racing. You're meant to do it really slowly or something. And the whole concept just was like, why, why would you want to do this? So a lot of the, a lot of what looks cool and what looks like sort of just so close to Metal Gear Solid, but not quite to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, don't fall for it, Tobes. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be awful. But it's Hideo Kojima looking at racing, going, how can I Hideo Kojima racing? And then he, <laughs> then he looked yeah. at it and went, um, slowly. Your car falls apart if you go over 10 miles an hour. <laughs> you can't go fast in this racing car. I am they, a genius, they, and they will give me an award for this. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I will get the last spot on Jeff's show. <laughs> ah, dear. Yeah, um, yeah. We're not we're not bitter at all about Jeff's weird relationship with the Deo Kojima. It's uh, not scary or unsettling in the slightest. Uh, yeah, I was hoping for a one more thing. Didn't get one. That was it. That was and the that, one more thing. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> last time, it. last time it was Elden Ring. It was. And that yeah. was a crazy end. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was hoping for, yeah, the one more thing would have been cool. Ending on Death Stranding was very disappointing. Yeah. Like we were waiting the whole show to see that. Like we weren't. No, I was not. We don't, I'd already seen 90% of that gameplay as well. Yeah. Well, then, then that was it. So overall, it wasn't a bad show. No, I think, Friends. as you can see from this podcast, that we went from hype, hype, hype for the first like five games and then it slowly starts to dwindle and dwindle. And then it's like, Doki V, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then it really, really plummets to its death at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. was the show. Yep. Yeah. Well, we got a Halo release date. We've got a Horizon release date. We got, Those are both very cool. We've got Doki V. We've got uh, Doki V, which I'm all over when that comes out. Uh, Saints Row looking uh, surprisingly good. Absolutely can't wait for Midnight Suns gameplay in a, few, in a week. That's going to be cool as well. Mm-hmm. Vanguard looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, there, there were some things in there. You know, there were some things. There were and... some things. <laughs> but there were also some shit. You know, that, the, the, the trouble with these game shows is they've really got to, they've got to give a bit of everything to everyone. But at the same time, I think where they, where they really start to lose steam is where they start bringing out the games that are already out or already known about in great detail. And they give you just this tiny bit of extra stuff. And you're like, you wasted five minutes on that like one skin do you know what i mean it's that kind of shit that they should just just stop doing yeah and i know they get money out of it they're clearly getting money out of it and that's why they're doing it but it's ruining the shows it really is <sighs> anyway that's your lot well, thank you very much indeed for listening we're done tobes oh we great are done and done uh, so thank you for joining me <laughs> and uh, yeah we'll be back proper with our main podcast on tuesday morning so don't miss it but until then It is goodbye from Toby Anderson. Sayonara. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast.